Were they trying to discover the truth, or were they simply trying to win an argument? Were they trying to discover the truth, or were they simply trying to win an argument? That question emerges when you know the background of today's Gospel story from Luke chapter 20. So here's the background. At the time of Jesus, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, two groups or sects within Judaism, they disagreed about a number of important issues. They disagreed about how many books there were in the Bible, on the issue of the immortality of the soul, on the existence of angels, and on the resurrection of the dead, to name but a few issues that they disagreed on. Regarding the resurrection, the Pharisees said yea, while the Sadducees said nay. The Pharisees accepted the idea that people would rise in some manner after they physically died. They considered it to be a fundamental teaching of the Jewish faith, while the Sadducees rejected the notion completely. So one day a group of Sadducees decided to approach Jesus to see where he stood on the matter. He started off by quoting Moses, because they really admired Moses. And they quoted the book of Deuteronomy, a book that both they and the Pharisees accepted as part of Scripture. And the line that they quoted was, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Then they set up a very interesting case study. It concerned a woman who married a man and his six brothers without ever having any children. They obviously thought this extreme example would discredit the Pharisees by making it clear that the resurrection was a ridiculous teaching. When they were finished, they said to Jesus, At the resurrection, whose wife will this woman be, since all seven brothers married her? Jesus responded by making it clear that life after death is qualitatively different from life here on earth. On this side of the grave, marriage is necessary to propagate the species, so to speak. This, by the way, is one reason why marriage can only be between a man and a woman. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. But after the resurrection, people will not die anymore, hence marriage won't be necessary any longer. Jesus ended by quoting Moses again, knowing how much the Sadducees loved and respected Moses. He noted that in the book of Exodus, Moses referred to God as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. The implication being that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were still alive somewhere. But all three of those men had died in hundreds of years before Moses walked the face of this earth. Hence, Jesus was saying that Moses must have believed in the resurrection also, if he believed that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were still among the living. Now that's where the story ends. The next line of the text says that some of the scribes commended Jesus for his response, one of the few times they actually agreed with our Lord in his ministry. And then it says they, that is the Sadducees, no longer dare to ask Jesus anything. This means in all likelihood they were not convinced by what our Lord had said. They didn't change their minds on the matter. They continued to live in error. Which leads me to wonder the question I asked at the beginning. When they came to Jesus that day, were the Sadducees really trying to discover the truth, or were they simply trying to win an argument?
Did they want to understand the truth about the resurrection, or were they simply trying to score a victory against the Pharisees, their arch-rivals? Now, because of the way the story ends, I think it's clear their minds were closed from the very beginning. That's why Jesus' words had little or no effect on them. I mention this today because I'm convinced there are a lot of people in the world right now who are just like the Sadducees in this story. A lot of people in our society who are just like the Sadducees in this story. That is to say, they're much more concerned about winning arguments than they are with knowing the truth. And there's no better illustration of this, I think, than what we see going on now in the world of politics and in the world of social media. It's really horrible. Most every night on the evening news, the issue for the pundits is not what's the truth and who's telling it. The issue is who had the best tweets today? Which politician got the better of his or her opponents? Who won the war of words the last 24 hours? Was it President Trump or Nancy Pelosi or Adam Schiff or somebody else? And then the argument goes out and extends to the rest of America via Facebook and Twitter and the other social media outlets. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the United States in 2019. That's where we're at. Perhaps the problem is that too many contemporary Americans have confused these two things. They've confused winning an argument and telling the truth. A lot of people today presume that if a person is victorious in a debate and wins an argument, it's a sign that what the person said is true. Not necessarily. In fact, sometimes the person who tells the truth is the same person who loses the argument. Decisively. And exhibit A on that score, on that note, is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. In a certain sense, you could say that Jesus lost the argument. He lost the argument he had with his enemies during the course of his three-year earthly ministry. His enemies, of course, included the Sadducees and also the Pharisees and the scribes, at least a lot of them. As we know from reading the Gospels, these men opposed Jesus pretty much on everything. And because our Lord lost his three-year argument with the religious leaders of the Jews, public opinion turned against him. And the result was what you see on the back wall, Good Friday. The end result of his losing the argument, so to speak, was the crucifixion. But the fact that Jesus was defeated by his enemies and was nailed to a cross did not mean he was a liar. He still told the truth. In fact, he himself was the truth incarnate. In your life, do you want to know the truth? Do you want to accept and embrace the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Or do you simply want to win arguments? In today's Gospel reading, we know how the Sadducees would have answered that question. How do you answer it?